Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tony. What's up, homie? What's going on, brother? Listen, listen. Um, first first shout-out goes to uh, uh, Sharon and Charles Reiser at the Temple School. They they allowed us to do a live um, podcast at the uh, at the hair school, uh, Paul Mitchell of the Temple in Frederick, Maryland. So big shout-out to them. They uh, Those are our peoples. Yeah, they, they always come through for us. They, they, they do a lot for us. Uh, when it comes to either the podcast or the show, uh, you know, big fans of the temple. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely uh, are in it to better the industry, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Everything they do is for the betterment of you know the entire industry, not just their students, but you know they've also got students that work around the country. Listen, for my money, these are the best school in the country. Oh yeah, and and the history behind it. This, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you probably know the story of of the temple. But it's 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 amazing. Yeah, it totally is. I listened back to the uh, the one that we did with the Rises a couple years ago to to get that kind of story. But another shout out is, and I'm pretty super excited about this, bro. Is that uh, at the end of this month we are going to be back with uh, Elizabeth Fay and the Hair Love Retreat. Um, this year we're this year we're not in Zion, but we're in Dripping Springs, uh, Texas. About yeah, what twenty minutes outside of Austin? Yeah, I can't, dude. I can't wait. So we're we're back at Hair Love Retreat. We get to see our old homies, and um, uh, not to name drop, but I'm going to name drop because it's my favorite thing in the world to do. But I was talking to Olivia Smalley uh, the last week, and I was t- she's going to be at Hair Love too, and we were chatting, and I was like, oh god, this is so cool. We're going to be back there again, and she was like, oh, that's awesome. The dads are back, so I guess we're the dads now. Well, it's better than the granddads. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'd much rather be the granddad than the dad. Right. But anyway, so we'll be at Hair Love Retreat, Dripping Springs, Texas. Um, if you guys, uh, uh, you have to know about Hair Love Retreat. And if not, you know, do your research. It's like the most amazing place ever. Yeah. And, and, and there might be one ticket left if you're lucky. But, you know, anyways, check it out. It's uh, it's an amazing experience. It's a, another uh, week of just elevating the industry yeah yeah there's no doubt and uh and the entire the entire week is uh is filled with like some um badass uh ladies and uh uh speaking of badass ladies we have one today dude and talking about elevating the industry yeah yeah, there's no doubt um so i I, i'm really excited when uh she came on our radar and uh and really learned the story about uh what she why she did what she did is uh pretty impressive yeah, I'm pretty excited to get into it. Um, we are talking to Miss Ivy Ann, and her Instagram is Ivy Ann Shears. And uh, yes, this is uh, Miss Ivy Ann owns a shear company, and I think she's the only female shear owner in the country or in the world or whatever. But you know, we'll kind of get into that story. But um, but but you know, this isn't just a shear conversation. This is uh, much more than that. Yeah, it's a it's an Ivy conversation, and uh, and you know, not only. We're going to get into the shoes, but we're going to get into just her uh, and, and why she did what she did. I love it. Shall we bring her in? Let's do it. Miss Ivy Ann, welcome. Hello. Your day off. Hello. Hi, man. I really like that. 
that intro. That was a good one. Right. Elevating the industry, badass women. I'm into it. I like Dude, it. Dude, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I, <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the I space that we, it. it's the space it. that we live in. You know? And listen, more women are, are stepping up in the industry and taking full control. And that's what we need. It's a female dominated industry. We need to dominate it again. You know? Yeah. Listen, you, we've been talking about it for, for, for a couple of years now, but it, it's very interesting that, Oh, this is gonna suck because we're sitting in the Paul Mitchell school. <laughs> but but like like when when you, when we talk about product lines and stuff, like there's a lot of product lines out there that that have a male name or a guy's name on it. But there's very, I, and when I say very few, I, I can't. Ivy Ann's the only one I can kind of think of offhand. What am I missing? There's got to be another one, right? Um. So I know that we're the only Olivia I, Garden. Yeah, we're the only like high end. High quality is. brand, but Olivia Garden, yes, does he? But Olivia like Garden is even name. a real person. Exactly. Just like Victoria's Secret. She's not real either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Olivia, because we had, we had, um, Ann Maza, Ann Maza on who, uh, who's the owner of Olivia Garden. And she was saying that her dad just, it sounded like an old Hollywood name. I think that's the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounded like an old Hollywood name. So when they were developed, um, the company was developed, I guess in the 1950s or something, it was a, it was like a tribute to like Hollywood starlets. So that's where Olivia, which by the way, when they say that you go, Definitely sounds that way. Yeah, it does. Right? It really yeah. does. Now that you say it, I'm like, oh, Marilyn Monroe, Olivia Garden. Makes yeah, sense. Exactly. <laughs> totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, that um, is weird, though, that that with all the, again, like you said, like 80% of our industry is, is, is female, but mm-hmm. like there's, I, again, I can't really, I know Beth Nardi had a color line for a while that had her name on it, but for the most part. But yeah, I mean, yeah. not only are women taking control and taking back the industry because it's it's female dominated. Uh, even like when we had Sophie on, I mean, she's dominating the male, uh, side of the Barbary. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stay gold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they're, they're just taking over. <laughs> taking over 80%. <laughs> no, I mean, like. You don't already took over. <laughs> no, not, not, I'm talking about the, even on the barber side, which, no, is, no, no, male, no, which is male dominated. It's probably the That's opposite true. or more, right. probably 90% dudes, yeah. right? We, yeah. I mean, women you know, the hashtag female barber is becoming more prevalent, which is mm-hmm. awesome. He always tells me, cause we do trade shows and right. he always tells me like, stop trying to attract all the barbers. I'm like, but we need to break into the industry. <laughs> it's a whole section that we're not part of and we need to be. Yeah. We should, we we're trying to make it more, it's one, you know what I mean? Right. Industry. It's right. not, it's the it, beauty industry. It's right. the, you know, the make you feel good about yourself industry, regardless right. of, yeah. Yeah, what tool well, you use, you know, or who your client is, right? Exactly. It doesn't matter. Like everybody wants to feel great when they leave. Exactly. We have a friend. We have a friend named Cassandra who, um, Cassie, who's uh, in Brooklyn, and she hates the term female barber. I do too. She's like, I yeah. just want to be a barber. Yeah, yeah. It's you know? like that, like being a, a girl boss. You know, like that. that you just want to be a boss. Like, yeah, I'm just a hairdresser. Like a, boss, a hairdresser's a hairdresser, right? Yeah. Why yeah. can't a barber be a barber? Exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Male hairstylist. Well, yeah, hashtag male hairstylist. Yeah, that doesn't exist because he's just a hairstylist. Yeah. Right. He's just a you know hairdresser if that's what he prefers to be called. Right. But, well, that's yeah. a whole other story. I don't even know what the hairdresser hairstylist thing is. I don't. I I use the term cosmetologist because it covers all my bases. You <laughs> really? Know? I got everything. That's I, too wordy for me. See, I like it because it sounds really professional. Like, oh, I'm a hairstylist. Oh, I'm a cosmetologist. You see, feels oh. a little different to say it. <laughs> all right. I, feel, I, I mean, yeah. I, I feel you. Yeah. I Back on that whole trying to be professional thing, you know. Right. <laughs> and you do more than just hair. I do. I do. Who's do that? Who, who is that? Oh, that's Dane. This oh. is Dane. Let me bring Dane in. This hey. is my fiance. Oh, uh, hey, Dane. The, the jet engine mechanic turned hair shears connoisseur. Right. Yeah. He, um, 
He knows all the technical terms. I use the tools. He knows all of the reasons why I like them. So, yeah, Oh, that's, that's a good partnership the, then. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I have ADHD brain, and I can't mm-hmm. remember, like, the Japanese terminology for different blade types, right. you know? And it, it's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it, so... That's why we have him. Danger he, man. Yeah, he's just, like my my internal notebook. <laughs> Ivy, where Ivy, where where are you from? Uh, so I'm from Northeast Ohio, mm-hmm. a podunk middle of nowhere town called Lisbon. Um, it's literally like three thousand people still in 2022. Wow, it's so small we identify as a village. So <laughs> we like our villages, man. Shout out to the village. Take care of the villages. <laughs> and you were there. You grew up there. Yeah, to school there. Um, I lived there for. Uh, 20, when was it? How old was I when I moved? 23 years, 24 mm-hmm. years, something like that. Um, did cosmetology school my last two years of high school. Cause we had like a vocational program, right? which honestly, when I did it to begin with, I was like, Oh, this is going to be my, my backup career, you know, doing hair. Cause my dad is an IT guy and he's always wanted me to get into something can make more money doing, you right, know, right, the whole right, dad right. thing. And, um, and, you know, I wanted to do marine biology, and I was like, I live in Northeast Ohio. I can't do marine biology. There's no water, you know. So I was like, I'll just do cosmetology until I figure it out. And then, like, probably six months into doing it, my junior year of high school, I was like, mm, no, this is it. I'm, I'm, I love the, it. You caught the bug. Yeah, I was like, I suck at this, but I'm going to get better. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your parents were okay with it? No. No. Um, I had to forge my dad's signature to enter into that program. I was not a good child. Let me first start by saying that. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Um, and I don't even know if he knows that I forged his signature to do that. I think he, does he now. I just did it. <laughs> yeah, no, he won't listen to it. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, forged his signature and had to lie about why I had to take a bus halfway through the day from high school to another school, you know, because, again, small town, everybody talks. Everybody right. saw me getting on this bus. So, yeah. Hey, Mike, what's your daughter doing? She just left school. <laughs> yep. It's cool. She started a career. That's all that matters. Right. That's all that matters. Wow. Yeah. So So what? So you live in uh, North Carolina now, right? Yeah, Wilmington. So what brought? What took you to North Carolina? Um, so I, I kind of got really lucky. My, my life story in Ohio isn't great. So when I started to realize that like everything was really going downhill, my, my brother and his fiance lived in Raleigh, North Carolina, because mm-hmm. she was getting her PhD. And rent is really expensive so he called me one day and it just happened to be a day that i was arguing with an ex-boyfriend and i had packed all my stuff in my car and i was like what's my next move and he calls me and he says hey we have a spare bedroom and i need you to help me pay rent so i so that lit- was it yeah i literally dipped out like the next day wow you know, it's funny when change happens it's either you're leaving someone or you're going to someone yeah exactly exactly you did both i did you know I you did. left someone and then you know moved into a spare yeah. bedroom left a terrible one and then now i got this one so. <laughs> <laughs> boyfriends not uh, not rooms no, no. <laughs> she left her brothers and hasn't left my house <laughs> yeah. i'm not going to keeping it forever how long were you in raleigh or when did you move to Raleigh, I should ask? So I moved to Raleigh in 2018. Um, I think I moved down there in March. And then I met Dane July 4th, 2018. And then by August, I had moved from Raleigh to Wilmington to figure out life by the beach. It was 2017. but Was it? Yeah. I feel like it was, it was somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. Well, see, it, it seems shorter for you and longer for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I stay up later. Right. It's true. More hours. Than His day. days last longer. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> So, so you worked behind the chair in Raleigh? 
Um, I did. I, I worked at a lot of... So in Ohio, there aren't a lot of, like, local-owned salons, or there weren't when I started in 2013. So, you know, we had your basics, like, Fantastic Sims and Smart Style and Sport Clips and things like that. Um, so that's the environment that I was used to. So when I moved to Raleigh, I kind of stuck around the same thing. You know, I, I managed a Smart Style for a little while mm-hmm. and then got a better offer at Sport Clips and worked there for probably two months. And then, yeah, yeah, that was a... Oh, yeah, it was terrible. I feel bad for people who still work at sports. Clubs. <laughs> it's terrible. But get out. You can leave. You can get out and find a better career. So where'd you go from there? From there? Oh, God. Where did I go first? To Wilmington. I went to Wilmington. Okay, so I, when I moved to Wilmington, I have an extensive career in Wilmington as well. Um, moved to Wilmington, started at Fantastic Sam's, hated it because I was in, like, the middle of nowhere. So we right. didn't get any of the walk-in traffic that you expect. Um, and then I went from that corporate kind of franchisee situation to a local place that I'm not going to name because they don't deserve the credit. Mm-hmm. And they treated me like trash. I went in there with six years of experience and the owners treated me like I had just graduated cosmetology school. Like their assistants were asking me questions and the owners would literally like shut me up before I could even respond to them. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't last there for very long either. Um, used to call me and tell me you were setting up furniture at their rental apartments. Yeah. They would send me out of the salon so that I couldn't get clientele and like to their rental houses so I could wow. build Ikea furniture for them. Yeah. yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Um, and then I kind of bopped around. I worked at like two little blowout bars, mm-hmm. you know, during COVID because it was really the only thing we could do, you know. And then, yeah, now I'm, now I'm at a, a little spot and hopefully sooner rather than later might start my own just opened a new spot just signed a lease gotta be careful that's awesome so what um so i mean from fantastic from fantastic sam's to uh, how'd you get into the sheer world and like were you working for uh, a sheer company i was so yeah from the the very humble beginning to um it was actually right was it it was before it was right before quarantine happened Um, I started working for another brand and they had sent me kind of all over. I was the only person on the East coast. Um, they were based out of Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like everywhere, you know, they had me in Virginia and then Florida and North Carolina and South Carolina and like all in the span of a week, you know? And, um, the last straw kind of happened. It was, it was hard to get my grounding because the shears that I was hawking for Mm -hmm. lack of better terms were like what you would expect to find at Walmart. You know what I mean? And I hate to say that, but it it's true, and I know that they were saying, well, you know, students need, you know, stuff that they can damage and stuff that they can throw right. around, and it's not. But at the same time, like, you're selling them a gold-plated dream that in reality is just, like... Just the quality. Yeah. It just, yeah. it wasn't there. So I, I felt really bad pretty much the whole time. Um, or the education. Education. Lack thereof. They called me an educator, but I was literally told to, like, just make as many sales as I could. And that's not, that, that's not, that's not the way it should be. Cause there's no shears education in the industry. Like most quote shear education, you know, is this is what shear I'm picking up to do this technique in a haircut. There's no explanation as to why. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was, I was, while I was traveling, I was talking to him a lot about it and being like, I don't, you know, I just, I feel sketchy. I feel schemey, you know, and I'm not about that. I'm a very honest person. And, um, the last straw happened. They had me do a two-week stint in Florida, 
And my first time ever to Orlando, it was a Friday. I finished a class and nobody at the company was getting a hold of me. They were supposed to tell me because it was Friday into the next week. I was supposed to be doing more classes that Monday in Florida. And um, yeah, nobody got back to me that Friday at all. And I was in an Olive Garden parking lot like in tears, you know, 20 something years old, scared, never been to Orlando. Don't know what part of Orlando I'm in right now. And then it started to get dark and I called Dane and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I can't sleep in this parking lot. Like, I'm, I'm terrified, you know. Sure. He's like, why are you just now telling me? Like, come home. Like, that's dumb. Why are you still yeah. sitting there? Did you drive there? I did. Yeah. So you had a car. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. So you had an escape route. I had an escape route. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Kind Because they weren't, they didn't pay me. They, they, they were supposed to pay me like my, reimburse my gas at the end of every week. And they didn't right. do any of that. So I was literally like. Penniless. I felt like a homeless person that just got thrown into it in a city I'd never been to before. It was really scary. Wow. Really scary. But thankfully, we figured it out. And by the time I got back to Wilmington, Dane had done all the research. You know, he took everything that I was complaining about and started researching it and figured out that we could start our own brand and what the highest quality was and where the best steel comes from. And, you know, he still to this day does not stop. Like I, every time I come home from work, he's researching something like he's like, oh, I found out this term. Like, let's start using this term. You know, this is what it means. So. So let's talk about the steel then. I mean, okay. so I mean, is all steel the same or yeah. I mean, what's what makes your steel any better than anybody else's steel? So Dan, I'm going to let you take this one because he loves <laughs> talking about steel types. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I started researching kind of. Just anything and everything shears related. Anything I could find on the internet. Um, find out, you know, what type of steels there are. You know, what the names of types of steel are. It's kind of a, a big thing out there. I started, you know, the, the best way to kind of research something is look at your competitors, right? And see what they sure. offer. You know, so. What are they you, doing and how can we do it better? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I see a lot of 440C stuff. And then you see a lot of stuff that's labeled as VG10. And then you see a lot of stuff that's just labeled as premium Japanese steel or, you know, super super gold, something like this. You know, there's not, and in my research, I learned that steel types have names that are letters and numbers. You know, that's why you see 440C a lot. Uh, 430 is another steel type. You have SG2, SG1. What's the SG stand for? Uh, It does actually stand for super gold. Okay. Yes. Um, But nobody actually, like, uses that terminology in the Japanese settings. Um, and it's why you don't really see it labeled on a lot of stuff because it doesn't, it's not actually really made much anymore. Um, found out ATS 314 is basically the most sought after type of steel. It's like your Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. Um, it's holds its edge the longest. Uh, it was developed in the, I want to say early nineties. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and, Basically, it was developed by a company that um, had created old ATS-34 um, Damascus swords um, and knife cutlery, and they created another type of steel that had a little bit less of a carbon content, more of uh, like a vanadium chromium to help with corrosion resistance. Um, and yeah, their ATS-314 is like the best type of steel there is, and... The best type of steel there is or the best type of steel there uh, is for shears when yes. it comes to shears? Yeah. Yes. Um, in, in Japan, there's probably about five major scissor manufacturers, um, and they all kind of do their own thing. Um, ATS 314 is actually a secret 
formula. Nobody actually really knows the formula. They license it to a company called Hitachi. Um, I'm sure everybody's kind of heard Hitachi. Sure. A lot of these companies like to throw the name Hitachi around because it's been around for years. Um, back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, 440C was what you everybody was using for shears. Um, it was the top of the line. And then other stuff started being developed by companies like Tekafu, such as VG10. Um, Hitachi was the major conglomerate that was actually creating all this steel for basically everybody. And they kind of create whatever's the best. And so they stopped making 440C and they started making SG2. Then they moved on to VG10. And then they stopped making VG10 when they created ATS314. Because it's just a durable steel. You know, it holds up. And Mm -hmm. so when I found out that the only company in Japan that's mass producing stuff is only making one type of steel, I kind of thought to myself, well, if they're only making it, why? Yeah. Why are they only offering this? And, you know, because it's the best. It holds up the longest, has edge retention. It's very durable. It's a very dense steel. And on that, if they do ever come out with something that trumps the the ATS 314, 100% that's what we're going to offer because that's all I care about. I mean quality it's it's literally my name on these shears like i want i want to feel as confident in my steel as i do in my work so yeah yeah just found out ats 314 we basically kind of me and her just decided we're going to make a pack that we're not going to use anything less quality Mm -hmm. you know they've been hitachi's been making ats 314 since the early 90s they don't make VG10 anymore, so if you see anything marked as Hitachi VG10, it's probably either really old or it's probably not true. Same with Same the... Same with 440C, yeah. Hitachi 440C. Um, Hitachi 440C is technically from our manufacturer. Our manufacturer created some of the best 440C as well. Right. Um, and they don't. They can't even get their own 440C from Hitachi. Oh, wow. So, like, they don't, it, it's I've, not in production. Yeah, I've asked anymore. them to order yeah. stuff, and they basically are going off of what they have on their shelves. Yeah. Wow. So, how did you find your manufacturer? The internet, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, you know, I started researching. Um, there's a great website called, I think it's like Z Knives, mm-hmm. and it talks all about Japanese cutlery, um, steel types, whatnot. Um, so I basically just started researching Hitachi. I started sending emails. I sent email to Hitachi, directly to Hitachi Specialty Steel. Um, is yeah. this the same Hitachi that has like the refrigerators yes. yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff? Construction equipment too? and right. yeah, all that. Yeah, so it's, it's basically a huge conglomerate. Um, they create steel plates. Thick steel plates. Right. And then they give those plates to our manufacturer and they roll them thinner to create the shears for them. Um, so it's just made, they gave them the formula to make it. So they can make it on a large scale. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we were at. We. So how did the conversation go when you were in your emails with Hitachi? Um, basically, I kind of just was like, hey, I'm, I'm looking to start sourcing stuff. Um, there's a company called Yasugi Specialty Steel. It's actually one of the oldest, one of the older Japanese companies. They used to make um, straight razors, um, and that's technically the steel portion of Hitachi that makes all the scissors steel. Um, so reached out to them and they never got back to me. What? Never got yeah. back to me. So just kept researching, found out it, it's so hard, like on the internet when you're, you know, English and researching Japanese stuff, yeah. you go to websites, you can't understand anything. Google Chrome can do what it can, you know? Right. Uh, but I eventually stumbled upon the website of our manufacturer that actually creates ATS 314 um, it's a super basic website, and I sent them 
email after email after email after email. It was probably email. like a, a solid year of us just being like, hey, did you get our email? Hey, nudge, nudge, we're still nudge, here. Right. Hey. Hey. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. We'll yeah. be here. I'm not a scam. Come on. <laughs> never, never a response. Um, it's kind of, kind of disheartening, honestly, yeah. when, you know, you we talk about these great things that we're thinking about doing and right. We had a whole plan and then yeah. so <laughs> just because we didn't know Japanese or we couldn't, you know, give them what they what they expected from a business, you know, break that language barrier. Yeah. Right. So I reached out to a local uh, the UNCW University in Wilmington uh, to try to find a professor that taught Japanese or Japanese to English, English to Japanese, see if she can maybe just translate an email for me. Maybe if they got one in Japanese, they'd realize, hey, we're kind of, like you know, we're, we're serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, she didn't have time. She linked me up with one of her students that actually um, was living in Wilmington, uh, learned English. Turns out she was actually back in Japan. Didn't know that. She, teacher actually thought she was still in Wilmington. Yeah. Um, reached out to her on Facebook and just kind of laid the whole story out. We're like, hey, you know, we've been trying to trying to do this and we've had no luck. We're just, can you maybe translate something for us? And turns out she lived 20 minutes from the factory. Oh, no. How yeah. awesome is that? Yeah. It's like the she, universe just puts these things in your path. Sure, right. It was she didn't even res- like it's kind of like wondering why I didn't get a response. And we got a response probably four or five hours later that she had just left the factory and sent him and sent us an email and let him know that we went. So she went, hold on. So she went to represent you guys yeah. without yeah. even without in, even meeting us or anything. Yeah. And without yeah. even you guys like that. They didn't even, she didn't even consult you before she went to the. And wow. We kind of, yeah. you know, I kind of laid out who we were, what we were, why, you know, we're the fact that we're trying to start a shares company that's owned and operated and by a licensed cosmetologist that's a woman and mm-hmm. we're trying to just source something that's good quality and you know we were not having any luck and she was all about it so i don't know if you know familiar with the rotary club sure yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like it's huge in japan it's like when you're in business that's that's essential. the place well she's part of the rotary and she's part of sanjo's like rotary club and she's in with the business company so the fact that we reached out to a local college student that's a woman that's part of the rotary they were like blown away. And I got an email from the manufacturer that night saying, I'm sorry. I remember all of your emails. We don't, we don't deal with Americans. We thought you were trying to scam us. Whoa. So that just shows to me. Like how often this happens. How worried they are about sending stuff to America. Yeah. Right. Because they don't, they, you know, people have been taking advantage. The thing is, is this company that we get our shears from is about a 12 person family owned company. And it's passed down like generation to generation. They learn right. these blacksmithing techniques. So. so these companies, these shears companies, are taking advantage of this name, you know, and using the Hitachi name and saying they do all this stuff. And they don't actually use it, and so you know they're they're very closed off. The Japanese people are very proud people. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we destroyed. We decimated their country. Right. I can understand why they don't like Americans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or know. certainly not trust them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, the the fact that we took the route we did i think really showed a lot to them yeah i think it 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 showed authenticity that we wouldn't have been able to show otherwise no matter how much we kept i mean an email is just an email it's not sincere you know sure so and you you only read like a text message or or email you only read it through your eyes yes right so like if you have that like a reservation you know you're only going to read it with that reservation like suckers right (laughs) right it's probably partially my fault you know not sending Japanese are also like they're very 
their customs yeah. and stuff like that. Like the introductions and gifts and stuff like that are very important. So by me just submitting something on the website saying, hey, this is who we are. We want to buy your shears. So do you, so uh, first of all, we want to give a shout out to, to this woman. What's her name? Uh, Miho. Mi- Miho. Miho. I cannot pronounce her last name and I'm sorry. Hiroshima. There it is. I hope I'm saying that right. I think I am. I actually, you know, I've, I've been I've been pretty happy with the confidence in which you uh, you've been attacking all these Japanese oh, yeah. words. So I'm <laughs> okay. not really sure if it's the correct pronunciation, but we'll go but with it. Because sounds good. <laughs> well, it, it? it's sold right. with such confidence. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, I, 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 is she still? A consultant with you guys? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we chat with her all the time, you know. And she she's one of the first people, probably because we post so late at night and, you know, the, the time difference. She's one of the first people usually to, like, like and comment on everything we post. That's so cool. So, yeah, she's, I think she was probably our first fan for sure. I'm yeah. curious about when you got that email back from Hitachi that, that, that evening, what was your response? I mean... Did you like before you open it? Did you say? Oh, I literally cried, like actual tears. Did you guys open it up together, and then how long did it take, or did the email chain go before you, yeah. you actually we, got production? And we oh, it's it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's very slow going. Um, the and COVID didn't help. Um, Koshi, Doctor Koshi, um, the CEO of our manufacturing company. It's not actually technically. Uh, Hitachi and I don't want to say the name just because we're so new I don't you know I don't want to let yeah. all of our secrets out yeah. of the book right, right, right. Um, but he has a PhD in metallurgy um, you know and he sent us an email we both opened it up as all Japanese yeah. I didn't we, we had to send it to Miho <laughs> we sent it to Miho and she translated we got it back probably like eight hours later so we got an email and didn't know what it said for a while and we were just like you know now we've kind of come to he speaks English, so he's actually able to email us back and forth, so it's a little bit easier now. Right. Um, but when we have, like, in-depth questions, you know, or, or, or something that we need to, like, explain, I, I reach out to Miho all the time because she has – because sometimes even the translations aren't the same. Right. You know? right. I mean, there's nuance, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the word. Yeah. We put stuff into Google Translate, and it said something like the dragon's tail. That's a new HBO show. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and it was like the the certificate of authentic like authentic, authenticity for our steel that we actually got it from the company, and it had something to do with like a benevolent dragon. It was very confused. It's like so this can't a, be right. We got to get me. That's what really <laughs> yeah. So she is very essential. She's yeah. You know, he does speak English, but she's definitely essential to. The company she this company wouldn't exist if it wasn't for her sure exactly 100%. you'd still be sending emails I, yeah no i would still be getting scammed out of thousands of dollars off of alibaba that's true oh just like all these other companies are doing oh. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it i've i've lost thousands of dollars on shears because in the past um i used to, i did some drop shipping stuff and so when you go to like a b2b or a manufacturing process alibaba is one of the big name things sure you know, but it's all pakistani and chinese People. There's really nothing else on there. So, but what's the? I mean, we hear Japanese steel, and, and people throw that out there. But like, why is it a dominant steel? And why? I guess my question is, why are convince me that Japanese steel is the way to go? It's the craftsmanship yep. wholeheartedly. The steel. I Just, feel like a Japanese, like a Japanese blacksmith or or scissorsmith, could could take like 
your tire rim and turn it into <laughs> a decent pair of shears. Right. You know, it's it's literally just like he says. You know, it's fifty fifty. Yeah, the steel is essential because the steel is what holds up. It what's it's it's what me- needs you not have to sharpen your shears for three years. You know, to be able to use your shears continuously. And, right. And you know, obviously, if it's somebody that's cutting on a daily basis, maybe every year or two. You know, but not every few months. Um, so that's where the steel plays in. You know, and holding a very sharp razor sharp edge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there's a lot of different characteristics, but it's the craftsmanship too. Um, you can go on Google Patents and look up all different kind of patents for scissors, which I've done. Our manufacturer owns all of them. The light bar that they put shears on to make sure it has that slight curvature. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, when you open a pair of shears, it's only touching at literally a millimeter. Like it, the whole blade doesn't touch. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. When you, you look at a pair of shears, you can see light through the two blades. Oh, wow. There's only one spot on the blade that touches all the way down. It's called the ride line. Um, and so they have a tool that's called a light bar. I don't know the exact words. They basically set those pair of shears on it? there. Yeah, totally. I, I never even yeah. thought Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. think to look through it. Yeah, you know? so, so they cool. don't. Those blades don't touch until that one specific point when they're right open at that sp- and. That's from a light bar technology that they hone them with, and they own that patent, and everybody uses it. That's insane. I'm pretty sure Dr. Right. Koshi actually, like, created yeah, that, created that it. technology. And the, the crazy thing about Google Patents is it's so user-friendly. When you find one patent that somebody owns, you can click on their name or their company, and, and then it'll, it'll show you them. everything they own. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Or, like, the design on our thinning shears, the teeth on them. The, this patent is actually for a plow. The patent is literally a plow. Stop, That's really? That's what it's called, yeah. And it's for the way that the teeth are formed on our thinning shears. Uh, but they own patents for, like, these thinning shears that have the curve. I don't know right. if you've seen shears that have straight and curved. They own all those patents. Wow. Like, the straight shears that you see with just a little U-shape, <laughs> those are from, like, the 70s. They don't do use those anymore. Right. <laughs> we just went up and did an interview with Wigs for Kids, and he was interested in sourcing some shears from us. And he showed us those, and I was like, you don't want those. Those actually damage hair. Oh, it just crushes it instead yeah. of cutting it. It just what? It crushes it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than actually that's cuts it. Th- that's the design of these, the tips of our shears, where they have points like that, like fins almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't crush the hair. They look really cool, too. cuts the hair. Now, is this the kind of education that you guys are giving when you're, when you're going to the classes and, and things yeah. like that? Yeah, I will say we, we tend to go a, a bit more in-depth. Um when we're actually in classes, but nine times out of 10, we have, you know, educators who are like, I've never heard of that before. Can you go further into that? And right. then, you know, that's where we trail off. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is essentially what you get when you, when you have a class with us, it's just us kind of telling you all the things that you should have been taught, but there just isn't enough time in the day. So, right. well, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you say that, but it's also like a, there's only a small percentage of people that are going to be interested in like how something is, is, I mean, I have to have a, you know, for me and I'll speak for a lot of hairdressers. Like if if that passion's not there, it's just not going to, you know, you're going to glaze over and go, yeah, I'll learn that when I need to. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. I didn't pay really any attention when it came to learning acrylics, but when we learned how to, you know, mix color, I learned paid way closer attention, you know? So I understand why, why most schools don't care to get into the nitty gritty of it. But I do feel like I was kind of gypped as a, as a a beginner in the industry because I didn't have any of that experience. And I got, 
you know, I had to go out and buy shears because the ones from my Costco were trash. The weight of it feels so good. Oh, yeah. That's the 1010. That's our uh, 3D handle. Oh, yeah. It's a... Is that um, so you can flip it or either hand? It can. So these are ambidextrous. uh, Yeah, another thing we kind of teach is our basic hand positions. These butterfly handles allow you to go backwards without actually having your thumb. Yeah, it's the the Japanese equivalent essentially of a swivel handle. The Japanese don't make swivels in case you do not. Swivel shears are out of China or Pakistan because there's just too many moving parts. Basically, they like to ensure that they're so basically. Back to Corey's question, you know, about what, what makes Japanese steel and, and, and separates. It's like having a vegetarian cook you a steak. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I ain't having that. No, nah, I'm not having that. So, so I'll never have Corey make me a steak. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to make a wicked steak. You don't know that. <laughs> Do you know that? That's you the know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you, you, know? you know what's really cool about these is that, and, and I've never seen this on a, now listen, I'm a colorist, so I don't see a lot of shears, but one, that there's an actual serial number on it, mm-hmm. and there's like, a, there's like a born on date. Yep. Like you know exactly when it was made. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, oh, wait a sec. When we talked off air, you said something very interesting, or one of you guys said something very interesting that that because they have a serial number on it, you can get them insured. Yes, yes, yes. So that's huge. That yep. is gigantic. It's a tool. It's your tool for your business. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's expensive tool. You think about some of these companies; they're charging five grand. I mean, think it'd be if you invest five, six grand in something, you want insured if somebody just walks off with your backpack, right? Heck yeah, because these are easy to walk off with. This I've isn't actually, like a Dewalt generator. I, I had a, a coworker that I thought I was close with gank a pair of seven inch shears and I was furious because it was the only pair of sevens that I had seven inch the mm-hmm. only and she stole them and then promptly quit so I couldn't even well, like, I confront in a, her about I it. walked I worked in a salon where wow. a customer stole uh, a stylus of shears wow. why I guess they wanted to cut their own hair. I, I mean, uh, you uh, ask me well, why. I mean, who knows yeah, what the why I mean, is? You know what I mean? Maybe but, she was upset. She got a bad haircut. She's <laughs> yeah. like, you're not going to do this to anybody else. <laughs> you won't do this again. Maybe. But, but you know, it, 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 it would be nice if it was, if it was, how much is sheer insurance, by the way? I think you just, uh, yeah, you just rope it in with your like business insurance, insurance, I'm assuming. Business, right. Can't be yeah. I mean, if you're a sweet. You know what? I'm thinking of another business for you guys. Maybe you should insure your shears. There you go. You know, 10 bucks a month. I'm going to write that down, actually. (laughs) I like that idea. Yeah. I mean, if you have the serial number, you know. Yeah. And and it's it's also when our shears have to go back to Japan to be sharpened. But it's not just to be sharpened, okay? They redo them everything. They repolish them. They rehone them. They put a new edge on them. I mean, it's not just some guy on a wheel sharpening them. Years ago, years ago. So the actual blacksmith is going back in and... Created, he's not hiring somebody else out, but like you said, with the it's not Fred with his fan, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, and I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because years ago, we uh, we had Hikari shears and we had to kind of we had to send those back to Japan or whatever to to get Mm -hmm. to to get sharpened. Um, so what, um, do you guys do like uh, loaner shears or so? Like, if I uh, sell me as a customer, right? So I buy your shears and, and we know that it's a lifetime investment because the steel's there and, and all that. And then every three years I'm having it sharpened. Like, like walk me through, like as a customer, what you guys are I'm offering. used to getting my shears sharpened every three months. What do you mean? Three yeah. Years? yeah. <laughs> Throw them away. And that makes me sad because they're not even going to last you three years because your blade is going to dwindle to nothing having to sharpen them that frequently. Um, as the stylist, I think that's the part that, that got 
me the most frustrated was like, oh, you don't have to sharpen your shears every couple of weeks. Like, <laughs> right. What? That's unheard of. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that all comes back down to like the craftsmanship. Um, but so what I've learned, because again, Dane and I have never run a business before and especially not one that like people actually purchase our product and then want to continue a relationship with us afterwards. Right. Um, so what I've been trying to do because I have been burned, you know, by getting things stolen from me is I wholeheartedly understand you need a loaner pair and I'm more than willing to give you one, but you got to give me something as collateral, you know, like I got to know you're coming back with that pair of shears. So, um, yeah, I mean, I do give out, you know, a loaner pair and then basically just you try to work with people. Yeah. You know? Whatever. If you don't need it, you know, somebody has, you know, three or four pairs, you know, a lot of times we just, sometimes, you know, we tell people invest in a second pair or even like, you know, even just a cheap repair that you can use for a week while yours are off being sharpened. Right. So do, do we send the shears to you and you send them off or do you give us yes. the, okay. Uh, we, we ask everybody just to send them to us so, so that, that we, we can, can package them properly. Package and record serial numbers. That too. Um, because you want to know that something you gave me, you're getting back. Right. Right. And, so and what happens what happens when it gets lost from you to them and back to you? Then either we replace it or if they if it's something on their end, they'll replace it. Okay. Yeah. Um we do have a lifetime warranty on our shears and and the reason we do that is because I I truly believe that like things happen. Yeah, you know, life life gets in the way and, and there are manufacturing defects sometimes. There are. There are. I mean, you, there's no telling. You drop a pair of thinning shears, you may break a tooth off. Right. Yeah. These are thin pieces of metal. Yeah, you sure. Know, it's, it's not supposed to happen, but it could. Yeah. Right. You know, the what if is always there, and, and Dane and I, we're very realist type people, so yeah. we, we get it. it I mean, I think, I think that's the benefit of, like, being a stylist behind the chair, right? right. Like, like, you know what can happen, and it's not like, you know, th- there's nothing more frustrating, like, not in a sheer company, but in, right. in, in just in life, there's nothing more frustrating when you talk to someone and, you know, whatever you bought is broken from normal use, and you're like... They don't get it. Right. Yeah. Because they're just like, well, sucks to suck. (laughs) Exactly. Enjoy your day. I think that's that's a big part of like the whole cosmetologist operated thing. Yeah. Because, you know, there's. There's somebody standing behind this brand that understands exactly where you're coming from because I've done it. I've been there. I am there. (laughs) Right. Right. Because of my initial research, when I talked about, you know, what's the best way to start research is somebody research your competition I research my competition. And it's all a bunch of older men that don't cut hair. Right. And it's like, okay, well, maybe we should try something different for once. <laughs> right. You know? And so, yeah, we, you know, most of the, you mentioned Hikari, most of, most of the major good Japanese shears have to go back to Japan. If they don't require you to send your shears to Japan, you should probably, it's kind of a red flag. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we don't offer a sharpening plan. We've been doing this. I've had one person ask me to sharpen their shears since we started this company uh, back in 2018. And wow. the reason she asked was because she ran out of oil for her shears. Most people don't even know you're supposed to oil your shears regularly. She did, though. She did, but she, she ran out. <laughs> she, right? yeah. she didn't buy another one from us, you know. So I overnighted her some just yeah. to check. I said, right. you, you know, I always ask people, if you need your shears sharpened, let us know. Hit us up. You know, we'll ask you some questions. Have you been oiling them? It's the first one I'm going to ask you. If you say right. no, I'm going to send you some oil, and I'm going to tell you to get back with me in three days. Because we really... Like you said, we don't well, want well, you to Well, hold on, hold like on. I don't, want to, I don't want to move forward. So what's the oil do? Ah, it's just everything. like your engine. It's You're talking metal on metal friction. Right. Right. So you, the oil, what happens is you get hair and stuff like that, debris stuck mm-hmm. in the shears. Um, the oil help works, works that out from the pivot screw, but it also helps lubricate that metal on metal friction. And if you... But what does that have to do with like the sharpness of the shear? 
Oh, it, it it doesn't necessarily keep it sharp, but people think that they start to get dull because your shears you aren't gliding smoothly. Friction. You can feel the friction. And Got it's even it. worse since we're in a Paul Mitchell. I can bring it up here. Uh, in Paul Mitchell, you're taught to put product in the hair before you cut it. Sure. That can, Terrible. can dull out and damage your shears as well. Um, especially well, they can damage have... the other other company shears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it, it could probably it's do sticky, some damage to these. Gummy ones. is yeah. what you know. It just because you got to think. I mean, this is just like a ball bearing in here, like a screw, you know. Right. And when you're getting all that crap gunked up in there, I mean, it's so. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot too. Sometimes maybe tension. Your yeah. shears are too loose or too tight. They're going to start bending the hair or mm-hmm. not cutting the hair. It's going to feel, you know, not right. Kind of just like to go over a few things with people, you know, before you just you know send them off somewhere or just have some guy with a van sharpen them because you feel like they're not sharp, right? You know, like that girl was pumped. She texted me a few days later and was like, "Ah, never mind. These are like brand new. I didn't realize how important that was." We uh, <laughs> we 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 work at a salon and we had a van guy come by. Yeah. And he collected everybody's shears and then like they disappeared. What? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So true oh Japanese god. shears too. They have to be taken apart to sharpen. I've seen guys that'll sharpen them in their van and they'll do this. They'll open them up and just start putting them on the wheel. Right. That'll damage your shears. And that's why people get shears back that don't feel like. That's why most of those shears companies, the sharpener guys are like, oh, don't worry. I also sell shears. So if I screw these up, I got you, you know. Right, 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 right. right, right, I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, we've, so we've had that problem. And then another problem was we sent shears to the manufacturer to be sharpened and then they got lost in the mail. And mm-hmm. then, you know, that, that yeah. that's happened a few times too. Yeah. And, you know, if a company's doing their due diligence, they should have insurance on their packages. You know, right. And our manufacturer does the same thing when they send it back to us. You know, if anything, everything's tracked. Yep. Right. And that's, you know, another reason for the serial numbers because you don't, you want to know you got the same thing back. Right. right. You know, you sent a pair of thinning shears off. You can verify that it came back a week later. What and, are the, and, that they're, and that they're yours. Yes. And that they're yours, yeah. And that they're yours. Because there will never be another number like that. What are the different sizes you have? Anywhere Wait, from 5'5 five, five to 7 inch. 5'5, five, five, six, six and, a half and 7. Yeah. It just depends on the models, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have a couple models that are 7. I mean, it, it's, it's so hard to talk about because when they're in your hands, they just feel so much different. Right. Yeah. You know, the weight feels different and like the, the, the I mean, probably just because of the oil, but even the glide is just yep. like. Can I see the seven? And even when they, even when they. No, she stole them. <laughs> oh. That was literally that the, was the pair? pair. That was had. literally the only pair. And the worst part, we were going down to Premier Orlando right before that. So I was like pumped, excited, you know, yeah, getting right? through my last day of work. And I didn't even bother. I mean, you know, I, I wiped all my stuff off, but I didn't check to make sure I had everything till we get in Orlando. And he's like, hey, where are those seven inch shears? And I'm like. Why? Oh, no. yeah. Well, that well that shows you the quality, right? I mean, she was yeah. willing to she was willing to steal them. Yeah, them. and quit her job. <laughs> and quit her job. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. avoid the felony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too bad I know where she works now, so it's just a matter of time. It's fine. Right. Well, you have the serial number. I've got eyes. <laughs> I do have the serial number. So That's when you funny. when when like if if when I buy a pair of shears, will I get like a piece of paper that comes with it that has my serial number on it, or is that something that I should record? Um. Nope. We, I mean, we just send our shears as they are with some oil and a, a little leather cloth to keep mm-hmm. them sharp. Um, no, we, but we can. We've, we've started sending out um, a warranty like, certificate. Yeah, warranty certificate. Um, because, like you said, should you write it down? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Should you write it down in two places? Maybe. Right. You know, just so that you know. And same thing if, if you file. And take a picture. Yeah, take yeah. a picture. And, you know, because then you can file a police report. 
And, you know, if any, any, all that's traceable and stuff, you know, if they try to sell them at a pawn shop, pawn shops have to put serial numbers in things, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to sell a pair of shears at a pawn shop, but, but, but I mean, that's a good thing too. I mean, the pawn shop, if it has a serial number, they have to track it. If, if, if you don't have a track it, if, if they don't have a number, there's nothing to track. Yeah. I also find something very interesting too. And we talked about this and at first, like, I'm not going to lie. Like it kind of made my hair stand up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but then after I processed, I go, no, that's actually brilliant. And that's that. Every shear is custom made for you, yeah. right? One so so one. it's not, yeah, so it's not like you're not going to, like if they buy shears from you guys, it's not like you're just going to pull them out of a box and go, here you go. It's like, okay, here, here's the process to buy them. And then, and what's really cool is not just the serial number, but they actually have born on date. So it has like the date in which it was, it was manufactured, yeah. which is really cool too. So, so when can, they get it, it should be, the manufacture date should be after when they purchased it. But yeah, your manufacture date should probably be within... At least, at least a year, you know, because we don't hold on to a lot of product. You know, yeah. some shears we have, you know, they've been in our inventory for a year, but it's a model that not a lot, a lot of people are buying. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think it's important just that craftsmanship that goes into it. You know, it's you feel it in your hands when nice. you hold it. It just every, I've never been in this industry of jet engine mechanic, did upholstery for a living, <laughs> and going to these trade shows and just letting people hold these shears – Every single person's reaction is like, "Wow, these feel these feel different like any other pair of shears I've held." I don't I don't know because I've never held held shears held held these. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so I don't I don't have a lot of good comparisons. I have some now because our competitors bring up and ask us to buy stuff at the uh, trade shows. It's so funny when they come up to me and they're like, "Oh, hey, I see that you know you're a female owned brand. Do you want to sell my product?" No, <laughs> but you can give well, me free stuff. That's fine. We need scissors around the house. <laughs> around the house. <laughs> to cut my hose. Yeah, yeah. Cut some zip ties, you know. Do they cut dry hair equally as, as, as good? Mm-hmm. Another, kind of, another kind of myth in the industry that I learned. Also something he really enjoys talking about. Go ahead. The, the dry cutting, right? Why do you need a dry cutting shear? Well, do does you know it... Why? No, I don't. Why do you, exactly? <laughs> do, do you know why they say that you need it? Why? Because it because they sell one. Dulls the, <laughs> it says it dulls the blade. Yeah. Do you want to know why it dulls the blade faster? Why? So your hair is three bonds, right? Your disulfide bonds. Your hydrogen. Hydrogen and bond and your no sulfur bonds. Sulfur. Oh yeah, that's why I said disulfide and salt. Salt bonds and sulfur bonds. Are both crystals, right? Sulfur and salt are crystals at their molecular structure. What's hydrogen? A gas, okay? When your hair is wet or you do anything like that, you break those hydrogen bonds, right? The industry has learned that your hair follicle, or not follicle, your hair strand, is one-third as strong when it's wet because it broke those hydrogen bonds. So when your hair is dry, it has those hydrogen bonds intact, which then dulls your shears quicker. The only things in hair that dull your shears are your salt bonds and your sulfur bonds because those are both crystals. Crystals against metal. Right. Dry cutting, the only kind of real science behind it is the fact that dry hair flows more, right? It moves easier. It's a little more flowy, okay? That's why we have this. It's a blunt cutter. This does not push hair, okay? The only real science behind a dry cutter and a wet cutter is not because it dulls the blades faster or anything like that. It's because, technically, your hair is more flowy. Like, if I wet her hair, right, and, and lay it flat, 
I can use a lot of different pairs of shears. I could probably use our slide cutter to really cut a blunt line. Slide cutters push hair out the end of the shears. They're not meant to cut a blunt line. If I was to try to use those same slide cutters on her dry hair to cut a blunt line, it would not do it at all. It just pushes the hair straight out the edges or straight out the tips. So there is a little science behind the whole dry cutting thing, but it's been overplayed and, and not really taught the right way. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Because your hair, your hair doesn't, your hydrogen bonds are what gives your hair your elasticity. Um, and it, what is it? The cuticle mm-hmm. holds the cuticles flat. That's what your hydrogen bonds do. So yeah, the whole science of a dry cutting shear isn't really. It's a sales tactic. Yeah. It's yeah, more they, of a marketing they, they thing. They sell a dry shear, uh, a dry, uh, a dry cutting uh And of course shear. you have to have one in your, in your repertoire. You can't, can't go without a dry cutting shear. Exactly. So, so if, 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 if anyone wants to get in touch with you guys or are interested in your shears, where can they find all that? Anywhere. Online, Facebook, Instagram. Give us a, okay. I, you want me, I'll give my, straight up, give me my phone number right now. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. What's, That's who we are, though. That's, <laughs> let me walk you through this, Ivy. Yeah. Ivy, what's your email? Uh, what's, your, uh, what's, your, what's your website? Uh, so our website's pretty easy. It's just ivyandshears.com. Um, Without thing. an E, right? Yes, I-V-Y-A-N-N, shears with an A. Got it. Yeah. Um, Instagram, same thing, ivn.shears. Mm-hmm. I think Facebook's probably the same. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the best and easiest way is literally just send me a message on Instagram. Tell me what you're looking for, and I will set you up with a Zoom call so we can talk face-to-face. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, because it should be a personal experience. I mean, you're investing in your career. And most people are super passionate about at least some parts of this industry. So, like... Feeling that passion come from somebody who's trying to sell something to you, I think that's vital because, you know, otherwise you just feel like you're getting schemed out of something, out of money, you know? Right. Personally. <laughs> we've, we've started doing free, like, fitment consultations. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, because I feel like through a lot of my research, you go on a lot of our major competitors and you get, like, one picture and a very minimal description. And so it, I feel like it's very hard to kind of, especially when you go on our website and you see 25 different pairs of shears, you know, the names, they can say what they say, you know, blunt cutter, slide cutter. But when it comes into what fits good, you know, what has smaller finger rings, what has more of a straight handle. Yeah. We had a lady who found us on Google, middle of Kansas. Husband flipped out because she bought a pair of shears from us. She'd been buying shears on Amazon for 15 years for $40 a piece every year. And she went out and decided to spend $700 on a pair of shears from us. She got them and they didn't fit. She bought a pair of shears that have very big finger rings. Finger rings were like that. And she's right. got like my hands. She's got very tiny hands. Very so, large. You know, we're like, hey, listen. She sent us a message like kind of freaking out. It's like, I know all sales are fine. All, I don't really know. And we're like, listen, that's, you're good. Send it, send it back. Right. Shoot me. You know, we took pictures of five or six different shears in her hands of the finger rings, her fingers in them. So she could understand and feel. And so that one experience Basically, it was like our Kickstarter, like, we're going to start offering free 30-minute Zoom consultations on what is the best pair of shear for you. Because she loves it. Yeah, I do. She loves I talking do. to people about shears. So. Just, that's the hairstylist in me. I'm, I am a talking fool. <laughs> talk about anything all day long. <laughs> I'm just, that's awesome. Do you guys offer any kind of, um, like, finance plan or anything? We do. Explain that. Uh, yeah, we. <laughs> as, I'm, I'm kind of the, he, I'm just the, the guy behind the scenes. I yeah, he does all the do business the stuff. We offer a couple different payment options. We have Klarna on our website. I think it's Klarna. Um, no, it's Klarna. Um, if you don't get a approval from Klarna or you know you don't want to give your money to the man, reach out to us. We do in-house financing. Um, we basically ask, I think it's 30% up front 
And then we split the remaining. It's just like an ACH thing. Split the remaining into four payments, four equal payments. You know, so. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not super difficult. Pretty easy to remember. You know, once a month, we're not taking payments from you once a week, every two weeks, something like that. It's just once a month, you know. So if you get a pair of shears, everything on our website is under $1,000. That's amazing. You know, this is our most expensive pair of shears. We're putting our profits kind of to the side to start to to grow a brand, a, a quality brand. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, and when, again, you, when you take 30% off of that, you're at seven, what, $700 that you owe over the next four months. Right. That's very feasible, I feel like, in my. Way easier to do. Especially for the quality that you're getting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to be honest, like, when you said everything's under a 1000 bucks, like, I'm a little blown away by that because, you know, the, the quality is definitely, I, I just can't even, it, it's hard to, like, articulate, but, like, they just feel so good in your hands. And see, that's the thing. It's one of those, that's why we do trade shows and why we like to be face-to-face with people because you really need to hold them in your hands to understand, like, you can hear a difference when you're, like, snipping with these shears. Right. But you don't get that experience through even the super detailed like 360 viewer that he created you know where it's a full 360 degrees view of the shear like you don't get that that real feeling yeah I, the first time we ever got these the first order of shears she cut my hair and i've got short hair i lit- i told her i was like it sounds different in my skull <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know when somebody cuts your hair and you can kind of hear you the can shears. Feel oh my gosh! Yeah. It it sounded different, like inside of yeah. It was weird. What's it? What's it called? Uh, what are those like sound like files called that people listen the to? ASMR. ASMR. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like I remember like being a kid and getting my hair cut by a barber. Whether it was yep. the buzz of yeah. the clippers or yeah. the or the that the shears sound. That's that's pretty funny. Just like. Yeah, he compared it, so he used to do upholstery, so he compared it to, like, a fresh pair of, like, shears cutting shears. denim, you know? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight through it. Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome, man. So, once again, it's IVN Shears on Instagram, on the Facebook, on... Uh, on everywhere. <laughs> IVNShears.com um, to, to, to see the... Oh, oh, in the, oh, another question. How many, how many sets of shears do you have? Like, how complete is your, is your, um, is your line? We carry... Five thinning shears, I think five five or six thinning shears, um, and I think each one of those shears has like a quote perfect match. But because match the handles, color. you know, everything's pretty customizable, um, so you can kind of make anything match anything really. And because they're custom shears, then you know that's it. In the so if I order today, what's the turnaround time for my custom shears coming in from Japan? Mm. Just kind of all depends. Um, like I said, we have a little bit of inventory. We right. keep probably maybe 20 pairs of shears in inventory. Um, if you order one today and we don't have it in inventory, you're probably talking a week and a half. A week and a half? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. That's like Amazon turnaround two from Japan. Half, two weeks, yeah. I, it really doesn't take... Yeah, it, it took a long time when we were having that like shipping crisis. You sure. Know, it was taking us probably but that's like, taking the world, right? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was probably taking us like two to... Two to three weeks to get our stuff in, but I didn't now, think you get through customs that quickly. Yeah, yeah. it's like you, you want to know some a crazy. day. Our last order of shears we got from Japan, they shipped out. They went from Sanjo to Tokyo in one day, from Tokyo to the New York, all in the same day. On the night they shipped out on the nineteenth, which is technically the next day in Japan. Right. They arrived in New York on the nineteenth in the U.S., and then they took four days to get from New York to North Carolina. That's correct. Well, I've had, <laughs> listen, I've had that happen. I, I ordered something from so no from like California, yeah. and then it sat in Baltimore for yeah. four days, and yep. I'm like, 
Why? Right. It's like it's like they purposefully slow it down so yeah. they don't give you like it yeah. got to Baltimore overnight. Just get it to my house. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so when Baltimore. I tell you a week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may get here in a week, but getting you know well, if you live we'll in California, send you tracking no, 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 no. I, don't worry. I, I I so suspect that you would say like eight weeks. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. When you're talking about like under two weeks, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's like you, you still in two weeks you still have that whole oh, can't wait uh, to no, get them no, here because yeah. after eight weeks you're like. Yeah, exactly. Are they ever going to get here? Right. You know, yeah. that's yeah, it's crazy. Almost that's like so you still cool. have that instant gratification when you get them. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. We tell people at trade shows because we don't keep a lot of inventory, especially at trade shows when we get a lot of orders. We like a pre order list, basically. When I send that pre order, one of his kids goes out and starts making them. Yep. Starts one of the 12. Yep. Yeah. Just starts. Start ripping them out, dude. That so. is so. Uh, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna order a couple of pairs, and I will uh, definitely hit you guys up at a show and uh, yeah, come hang out. Tell tell you tell you my honest opinion on them. But yeah, I am please do. I'm I'm really really excited to uh, to try these. Come hang out at the beach. We build a beach themed booth. We dump like two tons of sand. And we have it, a bunch of mannequins. Like literally a hole. Like we bring all, all I do I I don't color. I, all I do is cut hair. Perfect. And uh, okay. and so. To to have something like this available, I'm 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 straight up honest. I I'm really excited. Well, it'd be nice because like we'll see them at premiere next year, so you'll uh, you'll you'll know whether you need a sharpening or not, right? Because that's like yeah. ten months away. Yeah, yeah. right. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be I'll be curious. You said that's all you do is cutting. Yeah, I don't have a lot of feedback from people that have bought from us. I, it's weird. Like, well, it's because you never complain. <laughs> You're you're quicker to complain than you yes. are to compliment, right? Exactly. So like if the right. shears are working, you don't you don't even think about it, yeah, right? You only think about it when you're like, why is this folding here? Yeah, exactly. You know, or why is like, it? Or why yeah. is it? Or what's he like when they fold and then you know they get they they, they get cross. nicked and you yeah. can't you can't get them clutch and you're like Kunk! you force it closed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll be yeah, don't I'll force be interested. It. As, as don't force it. it. Don't force it. Yeah, I'm 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 excited. That's awesome. Like I said, I have I've only had. One, two people asked me to sharpen their shears, and neither of them needed them sharpened. So I'm very, I want, I want some people that are like cutting on a daily basis. Yeah, so. I, I cut hair pretty regularly. I mean, I, I do extensions. I, I specialize in men's cuts, you know. But yeah, I mean, she cuts. I do, time. I do a lot of color on a daily basis. So I'm not cutting every single client all day long. Right. So it will be nice to see. Yeah, I'll do. I end up doing what 15, 16 haircuts in a day. Wow, yeah. perfect. So okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. exciting. I'm yeah. excited. So, Miss Ivy, yes, Mr. Dane, thank you guys for hanging out with us and um and, and you're giving us our, our sheer education. You yeah, know, and congratulations, dude. It's so it's so cool to see that. Like, I, I actually thought that Japanese shears were hard to acquire. Not that they're not hard to acquire, but but it's really cool that you two have figured it out, even with Miho's uh with Miho's help yeah. there. But that's yeah. that, that that's really cool, and it's like. It's kind of like a, a feather in your cap. Like, like not everybody can do this because exactly. not everybody has yeah. a miho. Exactly. Right. See, not <laughs> everybody has a miho. Well, they can. They, they, they can. They can. They can now. They can. And, and they, they can, can have a whole matching set if they want to. <laughs> a miho set. That's a it. miho set. Yeah. That's awesome. I was, I was texting Ivy yesterday. I texted her something and I said, I said, what did I say about the shears industry or what you guys have come to learn? I don't remember. Oh, so what the beauty industry basically has come to accept as quality Japanese shears is kind of exactly the opposite of what a handcrafted true Japanese pair of shears is Mm -hmm. because there's not a lot out there on the market. And she was like, that's so spot on. She was like, it's it's sad, but it's spot on. So 
That's cool, man. Well, That's why I, we're here. I'm intrigued by you know this this is this is this is very cool. Just from like even like starting the business and and and, and being able to do it, it's it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it feels yeah. nice. Congratulations, guys. Thank I mean, you. I hope I'm excited for the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so are we. She's I, gonna I, do I big things. Yeah, I'm that's to. awesome. That's oh, awesome. I also just want to throw this in because I'm super yeah. pumped about it. Gabe and I are now Matrix artists together. I what? auditioned and I got accepted. Congrats. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Very exciting. Now I get to work with him hand in That's hand. That's cool. And um, our friend Tana Rose. She, yeah, yeah Tana. she just got picked up too. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. chatting with yeah. her about it too. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty Tana's, excited to meet her. God, it's yeah, just, this is going to be a really cool experience. This, awesome. is re- this is really, really all very cool. This That's, That's kind of cool too. Like, like just the dynamic of you being a matrix artist and owning a sheer company. Right, exactly. It's and and I feel like part of the reason they accepted me is because I have that I, I mean I'm kind of well-rounded in that, you know. I have that experience and I'm, you know, where right. they're more like product lines and color and things like that. I'm more of the the theory and technical like the technicalities of shears. That's awesome. You know? Congratulations, dude. Thank you. And and, and, and we, we never miss a shout out for Tana Rose. So big shout oh, out course. to Tana Rose, yes. of course, as well. Guys, once again, thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for coming up to the temple and sharing your sh- sharing your shears. That's really hard to say. Sharing your shears <laughs> with us. Say it um, five times. <laughs> can we say it once? I'm going to say it five times. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. And thank you for joining us on your day off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends. Give us a rating and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.